Welcome to episode 77 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by Rick, Rick, Chance, Chance, and Pat. What is up? If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a bi-weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews and impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite Netflix original show? I mean, I'm going to go... Bojack. Fuck. You can still say Bojack. Stranger Things. How did you forget about Bojack? <laughs> Stranger Things. Ooh, that's a good one. There's so many good ones. The Haunting of Hill House is up there. Umbrella Academy. Bojack is a complete show. Just say Bojack. Bojack, yeah. Like, it's got to be Bojack. Rick, what about you? Witcher. I like the potential that it has. All right. This week, we'll be discussing Gamescom 2020. We'll be looking at the rest of 2020 or the Winter Games Fest. And we'll be talking about the Shadow Dropped Mario Direct. But first, what have you guys been playing? All right. So a lot of stuff came out. A lot of first-party Xbox stuff came out. Uh, me and Chance actually played some Wastelands 3. Or Wasteland 3. It's, I always forget it's not plural. Uh, but it is a old school, like top down RPG thing. It's turn based. Tactical in, strategy game. Yeah. All of those things. All of those things. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's like old school Fallout where it's like basically most of America is like wiped out and it's like post apocalyptic now. So it starts off with a game where you can create two characters or you and a friend can create a character each uh, and do it co op. And then later on, like after the first hour or two, you are able to create. Up to three other characters, right? Yeah, they also have, you have uh, five preset characters, characters too yeah. that you can choose. And apparently, like they have. Why would you ever pick a preset? Yeah, character? I don't. I mean, it's it's a it's an option. Yeah, but like now you can customize each character to make them like better. So like my guy was, uh, or she had an assault rifle and could lockpick, and then Chance had a sniper and all this stuff. But the cool thing is, it's like dealing with like mutants and stuff. So you can make like really tiny like dwarf people or you can make giants <laughs> so we have one of each <laughs> so chance is like a really tiny sniper <laughs> and then we actually made zach who's, who's a giant melee guy <laughs> here's the beef dude that runs up and melees people with a wrench and like the size difference between you and chance he looks like a smurf <laughs> but he's got a sniper <laughs> It'll be the first time in my life I'm ever actually tall. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't know if Chance just hasn't made his character right or something's wrong with like his like loadout or something, but he misses so often with the sniper, and that's his whole thing. He's supposed to be a sniper. Okay, here we go. But the kill has got... Oh, oh missed. I missed. He has uh, a 75% chance. Accuracy rate, yeah. He has a 75% chance to make this hit, but he still misses. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so I don't understand what it is about games like that, because like other games I've played, like like, like Divinity, for example, I have like 95% accuracy, but I miss way more than 5% of the time. I don't understand the algorithm with that. It's like, just a roll of the dice and you're just unlucky. I guess so, but... Yeah. But yeah, it's super fun. And I would have never played this game if it wasn't for Game Pass. But since I have it, like, you know, day one now, it is co-op, like I said, like me and Chance have played. Uh, but the cool thing is we each get a copy of the save. So because Chance was working, I was actually able to play that same save, play like controlling Chance's character. And I got through another mission. And then now if Chance wants to come back, he can just drop in to my save file or somebody else can replace Chance if Chance dies. This kind of genre I've really liked, Divinity, and then this. Um, what's the one with the duck? Mario plus it a, Rabbit. It has like a duck or whatever. What is it called? I have to look that up. Oh, Mutant Year Zero. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. And then um, Boulder's Game, I'm actually super excited for because it's going to be another similar turn-based tactical game. And, Mario um, plus Rabbids, I totally recommend. And that's I another game that's like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Wasteland 3. Uh, we've also played Battletoads. 
three of us together, uh, Zach, Chance, and I. It's not like the the greatest game ever or anything, but is it's super fun. It was couch co op playing couch. Yeah. We had I, Carrie Pat. He was so bad. I at am the game. I'm terrible at the game. <laughs> yes, we we the fun part comes from like getting on the highest difficulty and just like watching people fuck up. Yeah, like, it looks great. Like the cutscenes that they've done can literally be like an Adult Swim cartoon, and it kind of has like no right to be as funny as it was. Like I'm not, I wasn't expecting that, but I definitely want to play some more of it. We only played like the first. Like three two, episodes three or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we didn't go too deep into it. It, so. it could it could get pretty difficult. We, we took yeah. that speeder bike. Speed yeah, the bike speeder bike, bike platform was, was so hard. <laughs> it took us so long. <laughs> and then I have also started Tell Me Why. If you are a fan of Life is Strange, this is basically Life is Strange 3 from Don't Nod. The difference is they have gotten a little better with their dialogue. The dialogue feels more natural. If you're not familiar with the story, it is like a mystery family drama where these brother and sister have been separated because something happened in their past for like 10 years. And then now they're reuniting to sell their the house that they grew up in, their mother's house. And they have supernatural abilities um, where they can relive memories. Like they can see how memories played out and they can communicate with each other telepathically. And that actually adds an interesting layer because as you're talking to people, like it is like a Life is Strange game. So you have like the dialogue options and stuff. But you can also like hold down the trigger to telepathically communicate with the sibling instead of the person you're talking to. So it's, it's a nice little touch there. And the release schedule is much better than Life is Strange. As you know, Life is Strange usually is like, here's an episode. Next episode may be coming next month, maybe four months from now. We don't know. Uh, but this one is like every week. It's only three episodes. And the first episode came out last week. Uh, the second episode actually came out yesterday. And then next episode comes out next week. And then the story's over. So... Uh, definitely a nice short little game that you should definitely check out if you have Game Pass. And then finally, the Control expansion. That came out and I played that. Uh, it's only like three or four hours long, but it kind of gives you insight as to what Alan Wake has been up to this entire time and kind of ties the worlds of Alan Wake and Control together. Uh, it does add some of the mechanics from Alan Wake, like the whole darkness covering something that you have to like shine light on, except there is no partnership with duracell this time around so you don't have a flashlight or anything you have to like just use your levitate ability to get light sources or like move actual light sources around and there's some light puzzle solving and stuff but it is it's definitely interesting and i am excited to see where the story heads next from here yeah it does add one uh weapon form Uh, the last expansion that i talked about before added powers but no weapon form this adds a weapon form but no powers but both of them added completely new areas and new, like, different types of enemies and stuff. So Nice. Chance, what about you? My list is not as long as Pat's. I'll... He mentioned I played uh, Wasteland 3 and Battletoads with everyone. But I've been playing a lot of Legends of Runeterra expansion. Um, that came out not too long ago. And I'm still playing Destroy Humans. Um, you haven't destroyed the humans yet? Not entirely. It's most I'm of still them. working on it. I, there's those pesky men in black I need to take care of. Yeah, uh, Rick, what are you been up to? Well, I was uh, getting pretty hard and heavy into Ori and the Blind Forest. I uh, got almost close to beating that. Then one night, I think I had a couple of beers and decided to buy the like the definitive, ultimate, gold, whatever edition of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, replaying that again in order to play all the DLC that came with it, Pat talked that up, and I had sold my previous copy for like, 20 bucks and then i bought this one for like 30 with all the attachments so i think i got a pretty good deal 
Tuggy award-winning game. It indeed is. He's not at all still bitter about that. <laughs> so, yeah, about level 31 now. Just about kind of getting to the uh, expansions, which I'm excited about. Should be a fun time. Uh, and then today, uh, big right turn. I bought Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2. Came out today. I got that for the Xbox One. And my thumbs hurt. It's a very intense game. And, yeah, I'm... Does it give you that same nostalgia of... Oh, yeah. There's a couple of new songs that I'm like, I don't know you, but you can easily change the songs with just clicking on the right uh, joystick. So it's pretty nice because I'm like, oh, I don't know this one. I know this one. And then, yeah, just basically really tugging on my old nostalgia strings. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of Donkey Kong Country on my Switch. And also we got a projector for our backyard. So we've been playing some Jackbox and uh, some Trivial Pursuit. Nice. How about you, Zach? Like uh, Pat and Chance, I played Battletoads with them. Still going through my board game thing with Gloomhaven. So this is a long and arduous game. And you didn't have time to watch Tenant? I didn't because Tenant came out two days ago. Honestly, of recording. it was weird because I haven't been to the movies since. It's been a long time, like 1917. That, I was trying to remember the last movie I saw. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was 1917. Uh, Jordan tried to make that joke. She's like, we haven't been to the movies since 1918. And I'm like, oh, oh. you tried. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. But anyway, I have been playing um, Fortnite because they did that whole Marvel crossover season that they're doing right now. And how um, was that, Zach? How was that good? It was okay. You can be Rock Raccoon in that. You you can be Rock Raccoon. You can be Groot. You can be Iron Man. You can be the Silver Surfer. You can be Doctor Doom. So, Doctor Doom is actually the most broken because he's got like this super epic Which energy should, ball that you can throw at people. Oh yeah, he's the, easily the most broken character to be. I've also played a little bit of Among Us and Windbound. So we were given a review code for Windbound. Uh, it's developed by Five Live Studios and published by Deep Silver. It's a weird game to kind of describe it's a rpg exploration game that i really don't know what the hell is going on in the story right now and i'm on chapter three and i really still have no idea what's going on there are forbidden islands throughout like the universe that you're in that you need to kind of go and make offerings to and it has very like breath of the wildy kind of like vibes in like the art style and the gameplay but it's not as kind of fluid as Breath of the Wild is, the gameplay isn't as seamless. A lot of the gameplay I've done so far is pretty repetitive. It's just a lot of open sea sailing with not a lot going on in between the islands. So there's like forbidden islands everywhere and you're having to go and make offerings to whatever entity is there that is linked with the ancient creatures of the sea. And a lot of what you're doing so far anyway, or a lot of what I'm doing so far is sailing between islands to go make these offerings, but it's super repetitive. Like you just go to the island, you ascend this tower and you retrieve these blue mana crystals, and that's what you use to make offerings. And then when you're sailing in between islands, there's not a lot going on. It's just kind of like open sea space that could be filled with... Like, there are monsters, there are sea creatures that have been alluded to and that you've seen in passing in, like, kind of dedicated story beats. But, like, outside of that, not much is really going on. Do you think it's Um, just, like, a lot of grinding early on, and, like, most of it is, like, close to the end? Or do you think it's just... Well, it's really not even that. It's, like, it's weird because, like, you don't need to achieve or, like, uh, level up or anything like that to ascend these towers. Like, you can just sail to the island and do it. And, like, when you go, there are, like, some creatures on the island who you don't need to get involved with in combat. You have a starter knife, which does, like, very little damage to legitimately, like, beefy creatures, but you can just avoid the combat with them, go ascend the tower, and then you've done what you needed to. There are crafting items that you can get. 
to like create your boat, which is what you basically need initially. And outside of that, I haven't used anything else. I don't know. It's hard. It's tough to describe. I'm going to put more time into it and kind of see where the story progresses. But right now, all I know is that there is just some sort of ancient force that is amongst all these islands. And that's basically all I know. So it's mostly like emergent gameplay. Like you're making your own story. There's no real actual narrative. It's like you. Yeah. Like as far as I know right now, but I think there is breath of the wild without the, the actual Zelda aspect. Right. Exactly. Like this would be like, if you took all the context of Zelda out of breath of the wild and you were just dropped into this world, it's like that. So do you think like, there's no reason that you feel to keep exploring and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Cause I feel like I, I know I meant to go to these towers, but like there's no context in the game at all for me to go do that. So it's just really bizarre. I need to put more time into it. to just kind of see if there is a, overarching story because i think there is with these ancient creatures there's something going to happen but i just haven't gotten there yet and then the um the last game i played was uh deliver us the moon i played and rolled credits on that i really enjoyed so you it delivered so the moon? i delivered the moon yes so it's post-apocalyptic earth where they've essentially utilized a like a microwave polarized transmitter on the moon to kind of help get energy worldwide essentially and in the year like 2052 there was a blackout and that energy signal ceased coming from the moon and you are sent up to space to kind of figure out what was why that is you get up there and it's a lot of like puzzle based kind of gameplay where you're doing a lot of repetitive tasks because you're just trying to get a satellite back online basically so so it's not like a horror game it's not a horror game it's like a that's what the trailer made it yeah so it's a sci-fi they describe it as a thriller, but it isn't that. Uh, what I liked most about the game is that the story progresses like at a very speedy pace, and you kind of get the urgency of what's going on as the story progresses. What's interesting is when you get up there, they have these ASEs, which are basically like automated security engines, which are like almost like your ghost lights from like Destiny or something like that, and they play holograms of what had they had recorded in the past so you reactivate one and you're actually seeing what happened on the space station on the moon as the blackout was occurring so like you're basically putting bits and pieces of the story together and learning what the hell happened so reminds me of a game i played that was it was also on a space station uh, i think it's the same people who did gone home but it was the same thing that like had like a creepy atmosphere but it wasn't yeah. actually a creepy story it was just like you discovering what happened on the space station and mm-hmm. you never actually meet the characters like you're an investigator sent after the incident is yeah happening. that's essentially what's happening here yeah. but i think the game really hinges on the story and i think they did a really good job of having you build an emotional connection to characters you're never going to meet and i think that's super difficult to do tacoma was the game i was thinking of okay yeah, so like you, it's it just kind of one of those things where like you don't need a bunch of crazy stuff in a game to make it good. You yeah, need a good story. story. Driven. Yeah, the story driven. You need a good story. You need simple gameplay mechanics and a motivation to continue the game. So I really enjoyed it. Excellent. But I guess let's just dive right in. So Gamescom 2020. So we're really just going to focus on opening night live. So yeah, so with opening night live, the Summer Games Fest comes to an end, and so does the self-proclaimed current reign of Jeff Keighley and everything he was doing, uh, which was really cool. 
at the beginning of the kind of concept of Summer Games Fest, but then it just kind of ended up being like, hey, you can watch the same thing that they're streaming here on our little platform here. Yeah, it just became so, like a calendar to add all the yeah. events to. Well, I think it's nice, too, that they even provided that as a service to kind of see where everything was going on. So we're just going to hop right into the games that were shown on Opening Night Live. So we'll start with probably Rick's, the biggest news for you, the Dragon Age. I've never played a Dragon Age yeah. game, dude. Really? How I'm dare you assume? You're the Dragon Age guy. You son of a bitch. It's well, like I mean, if you're you into Fable and stuff, I just assumed. I mean, you know what they say about people who assume, so that's my bad. You're an ass. Apologies. I thought you were super into Dragon Dragon Age. I thought every time I've we talked about I've never once heard him talk about it. Okay, okay. I'm just wrong about that. Only Bioware I'm into Mass is Effect. Mass Effect. Like, Get your shit straight. Okay, apologies. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, so Bioware did release a video that shows brief interviews with various staff members. Bioware GM Casey Hudson the, the, said this game is still in early production, but a lot of it appears to be a sequel to Inquisition. Yeah, I mean, so. clearly they're going to continue Silas's storyline, uh, and then kind of—I I don't know if Silas is—I don't know if Silas is going to be playable or if he's just going to be the big bad. But either way, it's, it looks very interesting. I thought this would be much further along than it actually is, but if they're just showing us concept art and still doing developer interviews, and I think they said at one point they're still hiring. Uh, it is still this is a long ways out yeah um i think bioware's focus is still on doing the whole anthem 2.0 thing that they've talked about it's just they're not ready to talk about that until they have some results to show because obviously anthem was not the best reception for a game it fell a little short yeah but if they come back you know with anthem and it is is just you know knocked out of the park because i know bioware is capable of doing great things i'm totally fine with that if we have to wait for Dragon Age, if they give us something in between, so uh, obviously make Dragon Age great. Inquisition was my game of the year that year it came out. Twenty sixteen, yeah, I want to say, uh, but yeah, uh, Dragon Age. Obviously, if you have EA access, you have all the Dragon Ages. Cool thing is your save carries over, so I want to see them do that. I don't know how they'll do that because I do assume this is going to be a next gen. But they did that uh, with Inquisition because that was also a generation transfer because uh, one and two were on three sixty and then. I played Inquisition on Xbox. They did a, uh, you go online and then you pick the decisions and then it transfers those decisions based on your choices that you made online into the game. So they'll figure out some way to do it. Um, but yeah, it looks interesting and I'm I'm super excited. The next game they showed was uh, Star Wars Journey to Batu. So this is uh, The Sims and Star Wars kind of, crossover so it's the latest expansion to the sims 4 it launches on september 8th uh, you're basically kind of building your own character in the sims and slash star wars universe uh i haven't played a sims game in certainly years, so. certainly an interesting use of the star wars license and yeah i'm cool with it i'm never personally gonna play it yeah me neither but, but i know people who play sims that are super excited for this so. that'd be really cool if it like opens up the door to like more crossovers yeah. i think a madden integration would be hilarious anyway Fall Guys Season 2 is happening, so arguably the game of the summer and surely in the game of the year conversation, the way it's kind of blown up onto the scene. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's one of the most fun times I've had playing a game this year. Yeah, it is. I take- actually just won my first game back. Nice. But I didn't talk about it and what are we playing. So yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, Fall Guys, it is now doubling down and giving us Season 2 in October. So this will be more medieval themed. So the mini games are going to be inspired by the middle ages. Costumes will be inspired by the same. There'll be new additions in the mini games, such as uh, feudal fortresses, knockout knights, and pugilistic paladins to name oh, a few. Yeah. They showed a little like trailer thing where they showed one of the mini games is like you having to climb up this like step 
obstacle course with like a bunch of different like elevation changes and one of the new mechanics is you pushing items or like uh, pulling pushing or pulling items to set up like a a staircase like a way to get to the next level and that's gonna add like already people just by grabbing people Mm -hmm. fuck up people like so bad so much (laughs) so this is just gonna be like more chaos and i'm i'm totally for it so yeah so i think it's i think it's uh great that they're immediately doubling down on their success and they're not hesitating to move well, you forward. Need so. to, you need to capitalize yeah. on the momentum. Uh, especially on something that they've said is not something that they were expecting, obviously. And I don't know if any of us were expecting this kind of hype and this kind of level of admiration, but it's great. And it's it's it was like such a small team. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, they're hiring people. I think the next step is really to add a Xbox version and add crossplay uh-huh. just to keep that community alive. And yeah, I can see this being like, a fucking regular game just like Fortnite, siege yeah and all that. absolutely you don't need to relearn the meta and then you just go in and play and right win your first game back right exactly so uh moving on from that there was another call of duty trailer so we got a second look at call of duty black ops cold war which is still a mouthful to say yeah too much in the title so yeah call it call of duty cold war, cold war. Oh my cold God. of duty black ops War. War. Because <laughs> you need the war. <laughs> so we got an extended look at another trailer for Black Ops Cold War. We got an extended look at CGI Ronald Reagan, who is going to be sending us out to do war crimes. He better be a scanner Correct. in the game or something. Yeah, did you guys see like the behind-the-scenes thing? I saw like an interview with uh, some of the people where they're like, we were just at the height of like mocap and voice acting and stuff when COVID hit. So they actually sent the stuff to the people in their house, and like, they were just going in their own closet doing mocap and you know like facial animations and stuff hmm. they got a uh, mit student to clone reagan hmm. yeah they found him in the depths of hell him. yeah sure <laughs> yeah i tried to sneak that in just so casually to yeah. save you you didn't react for a second well why would i <laughs> <laughs> no they did not clone reagan well, yes obviously but like my god like, i'm just gonna let you have your time to say your little joke <laughs> Like, I was, like, with you, like, MIT student, yeah, this is believable. Motion capture. Cloning race! Okay, <laughs> all right. We've officially gone off the deep end now. So, Chance, obviously, you're the biggest Call of Duty fan on the podcast. What, what do you think? What are your impressions on this? Um, I don't know what to think about this. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have no idea. Are you excited for it to be Black Ops? I am excited for it. I think the story is going to be very good. I feel like this is going to be a good story, Call of Duty... I mean, this is the most excited for a campaign I've been for Call of Duty since probably Black Ops 1. Modern Warfare I was excited for, but then again, I didn't play it. So I think this is the same thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks cool. And then I might like play like five minutes of it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, but. usually the uh, Black Ops multiplayer is a lot of fun. I've always had a great time with them. So actually, I'm pretty tempted to get this game. I'm sure the story will be okay, considering it probably yeah. paints Reagan in a bad light, which is awesome. So um, what I heard uh, is that I know technically tra- this is like Treyarch's IP or whatever. Like they're the ones who do Black Ops, but it was actually Ravensoft, who's a support studio, who was supposed to get like their own Call of Duty game or whatever. But they had a license. They have an idea for Black Ops, and they 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 approached Treyarch and they're like, "Here's our idea for a Call of Duty campaign, like a Black Ops campaign." Mm-hmm. And apparently Treyarch really liked it, and they're like, "We'll help you make that," and that's what this is. So. Um, if they're passionate about the story, maybe it might be you know really good. Maybe it might have some twists and turns because the original Black Ops, I didn't finish it, but I'm I'm totally yeah that one had, had a big some, twist. Yeah, yeah. 
you were dead the entire time. No. <laughs> no. no <laughs> your mother mean? was the killer. What do the numbers mean, Mason? Uh, so yeah, so that's basically all we got from the Call of Duty stuff. So we're still waiting. No, on we did get some more information for Call of Duty. Like we know it's going to be next gen, uh, yeah. but it's not a free upgrade. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of confusing the way they've handled this. So if you want the current gen version, it's fifty nine ninety nine. If you want just the next gen version, it's sixty nine ninety nine. But that also includes the current gen version. Like there's a bundle, but it's the same price as just the current gen or just the next gen. It's very confusing. They have this like chart support page <laughs> about what to do. So like the physical copy of the next gen works on a PS4. So a PS5 copy will work on a PS4. But Xbox Series X copy will not work on the Xbox, Xbox One. one. Uh, but an Xbox One copy will work on a Series X, but a PS4 copy will not work on a PS5. It's like they it. tried to just like make this the most confusing <laughs> thing. Like smart delivery. Just say yes to smart delivery. Everybody do this smart like they just want the extra ten dollars and now they gotta jump through all these hoops to make it so they get the ten dollars. Obviously, like this is the only big shooter that's coming out this year, because uh, now that Halo's been delayed. So I'm probably going to end up getting this just for the well, sake of that. Well, it's 120 frames. And... Yeah, it is confirmed to be 4K slash 120 FPS. I don't think it'll be 4K at 120 FPS. I think it'll be like upscaled 4K. But either way, I need to upgrade my TV. All right, next up, Star Wars Squadrons. We got a better look at Squadrons. Uh, trailer gave us a new look at gameplay alongside more focus the single-player campaign. They kind of talked about the different ships and how, like, each one has their uses. So uh-huh. so I think this is the kind of the complete opposite of Godfall. Like the more I see of this, the more, the more I like it right. versus Godfall. Like just don't show yeah, us any I mean, more. I don't like, like Battlefront. That's the Star Wars one. Yeah. Not Battlefield. Battlefront. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people like those space battles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the original Battlefront 2, some of the best parts of that gameplay were the space battles. Yeah, and you that, go into so. the enemy ship and yeah. you, like, sag in and sabotage. I mean, I don't think they're not going to have that. No, this will be primarily just, just be space armed. dog fighting, but even still, yeah. But there is like a mission structure to it because like mm-hmm. you have your like lead ship, and then you know all this. Stuff. Like you have to take down the shields, and yeah. And this is also and, VR too, right? Yeah, yes. so it supports VR. It supports crossplay. So if you get this on PC or uh, PlayStation, you can play with the PSVR or you know whatever headset you have on PC. So I can get this on PC. You guys can get this on Xbox or PS4 and we can all play together. I could be VR, you guys could be normal. We can still play together. See if there's an advantage. I mean, could be or it could just be I'm super sick the entire time I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine with like the motion of the shit. Oh yeah, it's something you're definitely like... going to get you're going to have to get used to, but I'm totally willing to try, you know why? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it is a $40 game, so I don't expect the campaign to be super long, but I don't think it needs to. Right, yeah. As long as it's a compelling story. And yeah, absolutely. You have the multiplayer aspect yeah. of it, too. As long so. as the multiplayer is fun, it's going to get high marks because the game's not going to be full-priced. Mm-hmm. And they, people are automatically be like, this is worth the $40. Like, this is good. Right. Earn, earn some goodwill back. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a uh, another trailer, like a cast reveal trailer for 12 Minutes. Those of you who remember, this was like the uh, the last E3 that we had, which feels like four years ago at this point. Uh, they had at the Xbox showcase. They they showed Twelve Minutes, which is a interactive thriller where you're like reliving the same day or the same Twelve Minutes. I guess it is, hence the name. And now it's confirmed that uh, the cast is James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. So stellar cast, yeah, star-studded cast. And you know the way that they've shown everything they the trailer had the monologue and you instantly knew because like 
William Defoe has a recognizable voice. You're like, oh. okay, you knew it was him, but then they showed like James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. I'm like, wow, they just spent like so much budget on uh-huh. on talent, or they showed the talent the script and they're like, fuck, we need to do this. Hey, they only had to record twelve minutes exactly. of dialogue. That's like that's twelve minutes of gameplay <laughs> over yeah. and over again. This is definitely a game to keep your eye on. There's also some Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart. Uh, basically the same gameplay as we saw before, so yeah. I don't think yeah. we need to touch upon this. They marketed it as brand, brand new, new gameplay. gameplay. Like, I don't know if like there the was the same like, shit. I don't know if there was like an extra like thirty seconds or no, something in there. The it was all the same as far as there I was saw. One like, new second every four minutes. Four or something. Minutes. <laughs> well, I did see that some people uh, compared screens from like the original reveal versus now, and there's like a difference. Like there, there's like some more particle effects, but some of them were clearer. So I can't tell if it, it's been downgraded or if it's been upgraded. Right. But right. it's slightly different. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> uh, the next thing they showed was Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. So this is the VR Medal of Honor game that is being led by Respawn. Uh, so this will be coming to Oculus. Uh, it will take place in World War II, where again you take on the role of an agent in the OSS. This is really Medal of Honor's mo. Uh, this is the first Medal of Honor game to take place in the VR medium. And this game also will include multiplayer, which I think is interesting for a VR kind of game like this. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, the multiplayer goes. It is planned for a holiday 2020 launch. So it's kind of it, – it's interesting to see that like, we hadn't heard anything about this game. And then it's no, so this year, like, was announced a really long time ago. I think when they before like when they announced Jedi Fallen Order. They're like, oh, we're geez, also it was working, that long ago? We're also working on a VR – Medal of Honor game. I think that oh, was I what was announced. Totally forgot about and that. And then, yeah, they just went completely silent, and now they're revealing it with only, like, months away from launch. So mm-hmm. I'm, I I love that. Like, keep doing more of that instead of showing years Bunch out. of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, it looks interesting. It's it's a respawn game. They know how to make shooters. They know how to make campaigns. Yeah. Like, they know how to make Great campaigns. stories. Like, Let's hope so, because Medal of Honor really, like, once Call of Duty showed up on the scene, especially with the World War II, like... Medal of Honor's been kind of swept underneath the rug and mm-hmm. shown up completely, and they haven't really literally come out with a game since yeah. in eight it's years. Been a while. When war games became like modern warfare is like when Medal Medal of Honor fell yeah. off. Uh, but yeah, this is going back to World War Two. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a game I'm interested for. Like after you know Half Life Alex, yeah, uh, you know that put like VR really on the map. Uh, I think you need another big title to kind of keep that momentum going. And I think this could definitely be it. I think it's cool that Medal of Honor is going down the VR medium because like Rick said, and like you said, it's been a while since they've come out with the game and it is differentiating itself from like... Yeah, but but this is something to kind of elevate itself beyond the playing field because before like Medal of Honor games, like if you're looking at gameplay specifically, those Call of Duties and Battlefields had better gameplay than Medal of Honor back when Medal of Honor was at its peak. But having played a VR shooter like Half-Life, I know that that extra level of like immersion removing where you're aiming versus where you're looking mm-hmm. changes like the gameplay completely right so, no so i think this is great that they're yeah. going down this medium because this is something that they can put on a pedestal as their gameplay yeah. now as long as it feels smooth like the controls work well i don't know if it's you're using a controller or if they like what would be better if it like to use a controller versus using an oculus controller like the mm-hmm. two separate ones but uh they show the gameplay of you like tossing the knife up and throwing it at the guy and stuff. Yeah. So if all that works fluidly, I have no reason to see why this can't be like a great fucking game. So. Right. They also had a trailer, teaser trailer, cinematic trailer for Unknown 9, which we knew nothing about. It's called Unknown 9 Awakening, uh, and they're calling it a story world. So 
they're going to be launching a series of like not it's not just a video game it's going to be a, a tv show comic books uh i think regular books all this stuff that's going to be launched like close together exploring different parts of this like it takes place in the same world so this game is its individual own story but it fits into this world so that's kind of interesting it takes place in india there's this girl who has the power to like freeze people and stuff and i think after like she does that like she's there's an agency or like a group of people who are like going after kind of like it, it definitely piqued my interest uh there's going to be a scripted podcast a novel trilogy and a comic book series along with the game so uh they're clearly going in all in on this so and then I guess there's a WoW expansion. Oh yes, um, WoW Shadowlands. This okay. is the real this topic. Was way too long that they took. Like at one point, I forgot what they were talking about because it was still going. Like I'm like, it's been 15 minutes. Is this still the same game? Well, they showed like a second trailer. It was a, or something, it was a like, lore-heavy trailer. Like, <laughs> but like especially if you know nothing like, about. No, the, yeah, like, well, you don't know nothing about it. A so, lot like, of people of course, don't. You were very lost. There were more, I was lost too. Like I like I agree with Pat. Like there was one point where I think they. Like the scene broke and they cut to a different part of the trailer and I thought it was a trailer for a different game. Yeah. And then they were like, no, this is the same yeah, game. Like, like I had no idea. It like was super easy to follow. I mean, I, we've never played WoW, um, so like also, yeah. Like, and some guy is like hiding his knife wound. He's like, Look, look what they did. <laughs> like what get some medical attention, bro. <laughs> God, no, all right, but yeah, Chase, dive into it. I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but um you're excited? Yeah, I'm excited. This comes out October 27th. Is that what it said? Yeah, so it comes out October 27th. Yeah, I already had a pre-order add-on. So okay. I'm just waiting for it to come out. Can't wait. I can wait. I'm I'm waiting. I can't wait. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm waiting, but I can't wait. All right, fair enough. So thoughts on opening night live? Any final kind of things you guys want to t- uh, cover or go over? It's kind of disappointing. I expected because this was supposed to be like the replacement for E3, kind mm. of. At least that's what I assumed. But it seemed like most of the actual publishers and developers were just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I missed E3, and I really hope E3 comes back next year because yeah. this summer has just felt like super dragged out with all these separate events. Yeah, it's it's tough because I think initially when Summer Game Fest started, we were looking at this back in like maybe May or something. I think initially we thought, oh, this is cool. Everyone's going to kind of do their own thing. And I don't think we really anticipated how long it was going to go and kind of like the almost like the volume nausea we got from everything there there's a there's an emptiness there without the hype i mean i feel like people were gonna go back there like you know let's do it you know what i mean let's have this big you know, let's do e3 like yeah it, it was cool to, to like, have let's this, do it it was cool to have while. this single like kind Week. of standalone event that like built up so much hype for a lot of people yeah. and for a lot of publishers and a lot of developers and stuff like that it's it's weird to not have that and just have it be kind of prolonged because you lose that hype factor when it's so long yeah, and, like, because, like, this was live. Like, I don't know why this was live. Like, mm-hmm. it was just Jeff Keeley in a studio. There was no audience. But it, it was live streamed, but they were, like, recording it and streaming it live. I'm like, you could have recorded this way in advance. Yeah, like, like there's no reason this needed to be live. It was a little worse for being live because there was a moment where they didn't cut Jeff Keeley's mic. And he's like, oh, yeah, thank you. Like, somebody was handing him something as a trailer was playing. I think it was the Call of Duty stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you heard Jeff Keeley say that as the trailer started. I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed by all of it. I expected yeah. bigger announcements. All right. So our second topic. We'll be going through our Summer Games Fest prediction roundup. Uh, so earlier in the summer, we did make predictions for the Summer Games Fest. Here's how we did. 
Uh, we're not going to go through the breakdown of every prediction we made, uh, but we will go through the final scores. So Pat massacred us. The demolition. We all, none of us got positive points except for Pat. Pat's got a weird I fraction. I, I don't know how Pat has 11 sixths. Why didn't you just put one and a half? It's 1.83. It's 1.83. Repeating. Yeah. Yeah, just 1.8. Because I was doing the, the math in my head. Yeah. 1.8. Okay, Fractions, so, dog. So, so Pat got 1.83 repeating points. And. Chance came in second with negative half that's points. Not, that's not bad. It's not bad when you put it relative to how me and Rick did, because I got negative point seven five and Rick got negative one and a half. Rick don't give a fuck. No risk. No risk. No reward. No risks. No rewards. I think what we can uh, take away from this is that Rick had the most fun predictions in the most reaches, and that Pat had the safest predictions. So who's the real winner? Here? I don't think I had the safest predictions. I think I had the more logical challenges. Yeah, I just challenged whatever. So I got challenged, but I didn't do a lot of you challenges. You didn't do a lot of challenges. I think, we, I think we all did fairly well with some of our challenges. Like, But yeah, there were points there to be won and lost. So <laughs> that did not go well for the rest of the group. Congratulations, Pat. Well done. Golf claps all around. I am the well uh, Nostradamus. He is the Nostradamus for Summer Games Fest. Chance, you will have to reclaim your title next year. Me and Rick are just not good at predicting no. things, are we? No, we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around right now. Because we've got the second half ish of 2020 predictions or the winter games fest as rick has so politely coined uh so five predictions for the remainder of the Shit, year five now do we want to do this like we did the last time we get like snake order so go one at a time and then go back around like we did the original why not a couple ground rules no redoing your own prediction but you can redo a prediction that has not come true from someone else okay we cool with that mm-hmm. yeah everyone on the same page yep all right my first prediction is there will be a Mass Effect remake slash remaster announced, and it will release within six months of the announcement. Do you think it'll be on the Switch? I don't want to say one way or the other. I think it's definitely going to be for PC, Xbox, and PS4 at least. You're not going to switch it up? No, because if it's just the first one, I could see that being on Switch. But if it's all three... It's okay if you don't believe in yourself. Yeah, I don't believe in Switch. So you're just sticking with Mass Effect Remake or Remaster Announce and then six months Releasing of the within six months. Of so that's a two-part prediction. be funny if it comes out only for Switch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, we'll just go around the circle. So Chance, why don't you go next? I mean, is it would it be too late to like say like who will like outsell the other? Or? That's kind of next year kind of thing. You need more time to... I mean, like, they're like the month they release. Or about like, the end of the year. Or yeah, you could do the month... The end. The month they release, who do you think is going to sell? I think I think the Xbox Series X will sell PlayStation the month they release, or a month after each one releases, whatever. Like, so they're both. We think holiday, which is November. Yeah. So you want to say at the end of November, the yeah. Xbox Series X will sell the PS. Like I would give them both like that month window. So, so PlayStation Xbox... or one or the other comes out a little after, and it would move go into a little bit of December. So then I, I would. Give so you're saying that. Xbox will have the better first month yeah, sales? Yeah. For okay. the, at least for the first month. I challenge that. I think the PS5 has the better sales for the first month. Hot challenges. Wait a minute, wait. What if it's based on just production? What if PlayStation can only produce like 2 million units and Xbox can produce like 5 million? Obviously, the fi- like whatever's in stock is going right. to sell. Fuck, I don't know you if I want to take that into consideration. Mm, yeah. I don't know Damn if I want to challenge now. I was hoping you wouldn't think of that. I clearly did. <laughs> 
So I could, I'll leave the challenge. You only live once. Nice. Okay. All right, Rick, your prediction. We're going to get some news on the Prince of Persia front. Likely a remake. Okay. Let's, let's say remaster of Sands of Time. No, let's just say we're going to get a Prince of Persia game announced. <laughs> just go that. Okay. I'm just going to say Prince of Persia is coming happen. back. No it's... no platform or anything? I'm... It's going to be on everything. Nope. I'm just going to say Prince of Persia Mobile. coming back. Mobile. Okay, I'm going to challenge it and say that's just not going to happen. Do it. Okay. I need to think. I, I don't really know kind of how to word this. It's like, that just won't happen. Yeah, just say no, that. Just, Zach says that won't happen. There you go. No okay. Prince of Persia game. Yeah. And then, Zach, your first prediction? Uh, so, my first prediction, console release dates and price will be revealed the first week of October. I think it'll be before that, but I'm not confident because I thought it was going to be in July. <laughs> if, if, if you want to know my previous prediction, I predicted that this was going to happen First in June, June at the Xbox Inside event. So fuck Microsoft and Sony, respectively. You want to say who's going to go first? Do you think both are going to go that first week or do you think one of them is? If so, which one? <sighs> I think one of them will. And I'll just add on to the prediction that the next, the other console will be announced the week after okay so you think in the first first half of october both both consoles, consoles essentially will... yeah the first half of october both consoles will be announced okay so if it comes out in september then it's not true yep so if the announcement mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. so both console announcements with the price and release date okay. will be the first so really i really i didn't want to add this but you've kind of pigeonholed me into this prediction <laughs> you pigeonholed yourself buddy yeah like yeah i think both announcements will happen in the first half of october I, I I hope it's September. Could be fucking November at this point. Say, right, I'm yeah. walking on eggshells with my challenges this time around. So what's your next one, Zach? Uh, so my next one, uh, Ratchet and Clank will announce a release date uh, for the first quarter of 2021. But it will be announced. Like the release date will be announced this year. These realistic predictions. I know. We're, we're playing I got, it. I got fucking massacred. I need to show I'm capable we're of playing doing it stuff. safe. We're playing it safe. For fuck's sake, I predicted there'd be a Looney Tunes game coming some slack. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was my prediction. All right. Last of Us 2 multiplayer. Announced or released? Announced. Realistic. But it's not so realistic that it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Which is like the sweet spot, I think. Yep. All right, Chance, your second. Chance. I don't know. I was going to say like Cyberpunk was on Game of the Year or something. Game of the Year by who? Because there's so many different metrics. By us? By... Game Awards by IGN. Go IGN. IGN are suckers. I love you, IGN. Please, please ignore that. <laughs> what? I don't know. I guess I don't know. I'll say IGN or whatever. If they do Game re- Game Awards, Cyberpunk 2077 will be their Game of the Year. Not not like best Xbox game or anything. Just Game of the Year. Straight. Game of the Year. Fucking hilarious if Fall Guy gets it. <laughs> Fall Guys could get it. I will not challenge that. I will also not challenge that. I almost want to That's challenge That's why I felt it. like it was too easy, but... I almost want to challenge it, because I think Last of Us... There have been great games no. this year. I won't challenge it, but I think it's a real possibility that it's going to be Last of Us. All right, is this my second one? Yes. So, Pat, your second prediction. So, Sony, at some point... I'm not going to say, like, when, but Sony, at some point, will tease at least one IP returning. And by that, I mean, with a trailer, they'll tease either God of War... Uncharted, Ape Escape, one of their old IP, like not a new one, but like an old one that they didn't already have an announced sequel for. Yeah, Honestly, that's probably a pretty safe bet, considering if they want to get a leg up, they're going to be like, oh shit, this Uncharted game is probably going to come out, or fuck yeah, Ape Escape. 
but like Soulcom or something, you know, like one that will, like hasn't been Ooh. in the fucking Soulcom. I mean. All right. Do, do you want me to put like examples of like not necessarily yeah. these things? But... I'm, I'm not saying like oh they'll announce right fucking what was what's one that they could work on right now. And I'm not gonna say like they're gonna announce right. Spider Man or something, right? Because that's obviously a realistic possibility. Like right. one that's not currently active that people are talking return about. of croc could be <laughs> so you said like so calm uncharted because that's kind of not an active development um and kind of god of war uh, god of war but I think that could i we kind of expect that right so yeah. would, would you count so that? i'll just say a game that is ape escape something ape escape. like an so older game, ip yeah for the ps5 obviously it'd be a fun one to challenge but Honestly, they're probably going to do something like that just to kind of bump sales. I know they already did with uh, Horizon 2. All right. Is anyone wanting to challenge that? I want to, but I'm not going to. I want to see what a second one is. Okay. Your third prediction, Pat. No mention at all of Beyond Good and Evil 2. I know there's a Ubisoft forward next week. I don't think they're going to mention it. I will challenge. You're challenging it? Yeah. Okay. All right. well. I haven't, I haven't thrown my challenge away yet. Rick challenges. Watch it be next week. God damn it. <laughs> so you're saying there will be mention. Yeah. Alrighty, Chance, your third prediction. Um, I think this should be an easy one to challenge. I think the next Nintendo Switch will be announced. I announced. That. But not like, you know, no release date or anything. The Nintendo Switch Blade will be announced. I challenge that. <laughs> Pat challenges that immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so you mean like the actual revision of Switch hardware? You're talking like the Switch 2.0. Like a new... A revision of the hardware. So, like how they did the uh, Switch Lite? Are you talking about like a a different variation of the Switch? Like a variation. Okay, so not not necessarily like like because of graphics or like a different variation. So not like here's Switch plus that Mario Kart that just came out. That's bundled together. Not like a bundle. Not that. It's a different Switch. A different different, hardware. It's supposed to have a different mechanic or... Yeah, another skew. Another skew is what you mean. Yeah, yeah, different Okay, I challenge that. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's coming out, but maybe teased or like... Oh, like, no, 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 no. You're saying it will be announced. Oh, you know what I mean? Like when, you know, kind of in the midst of like the new other consoles coming out, like, hey, don't forget about us. Like, okay, I will put teased know. slash announced. Talk Rumors about don't count. It has to be like an Rumors do not count. Okay. This has to be a f- a, an announcement. Yeah. Yeah. No way that's happening. All right. Uh, Rick, your third prediction. I'm going to say Resident Evil 8 Village will get a release date and gameplay. Does it already have a release date? No. Didn't they say like. February of 2021? Or did they just say 2021? I think they just said 2021. So you're saying it will get a release date, like a hard release date. Yep, and gameplay mm-hmm. footage. So let's get a little, want to be a little more specific? Yeah. All right, I believe, let's go second, uh, third quarter 2021. July, July to, to September. September, yep. I will challenge Wait, just the release date. let's go second half. Yes. I will challenge that. All right. I'm challenging just the second half part. Second half. I think it'll be the first half of 2021. Okay. Probably smart, considering they released three in like April. First. Three was April, and then two was January, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it though. So for me, my third prediction: uh, FIFA 2021 will have online career mode for the first time. That game comes out in like three weeks. <laughs> who, who who makes the uh? games it would be ea yeah. montreal oh, okay yeah that's not gonna happen you're, chal- you're kind of picking it chal- it's never gonna happen they wouldn't put that much effort into it i feel like they would have announced it if they would if it's coming out in three weeks it comes out in like three weeks or something that's an easy challenge yeah i'll take that <laughs> all right now watch, watch it tomorrow 
Uh, my fourth prediction, uh, there will be a new Deus Ex game announced as in production. I challenge that. Are you like going? Are you like want Pat to win? I'm not getting points off challenges. He's just losing I'm points. Losing points on oh. So this is good for you too. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be a Deus Ex announced this year. Okay, Pat challenges. I'm saying just like anything, like a new Deus Ex kind of installment. I guess not necessarily a new sequel, but just like a new thing for Deus Ex. Remaster, they announce a comic book that counts no, 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 like in, in, the, in the video game medium, a new, obviously. A new Deus Ex video game, yeah, like essentially. Oh, yeah, fuck, I'm challenging that. No, do it. I don't, I don't even think a collection is possible, but it is more possible than a new game. Rick, your fourth prediction start going off the rails. I did, <laughs> yeah, you did. Join me, Final Fantasy 16 announced. What Woo! for what video game consoles. You don't want to specify <laughs> video game That's consoles. Gonna, yeah, both, both PS4 and the or not PS, PS5, like next gen. So you're for both next gen. I'm challenging that. All right. So announced for both. He has insider most. info, man. Fucked up. Are you saying solely the next gen consoles? At least next gen, or right? at least next. Right. Gen. Mm-hmm. So it could be like these primarily. Main I yeah. Uh, I doubt it's gonna be on one and four, but. Could be so, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. That's all. It's teams. still going to be a while before they release it, but they have different teams working on that and the seven remake. And honestly, if they're working on sixteen, seven remake's going to take a lot longer to release, and that's going to make me feel worse. So I'm just throwing it all out on sixteen. Make challenge this one. I want to go safe with the next one. I did challenge it. No, you oh, challenge you it. Challenge? Yeah. What part? All of it. Uh, I I am challenging that it will not be announced. All right. Okay. Cool. Right. Done. Chance. Dying Light Two will be delayed till April, twenty twenty one. So you think you think they'll announce a release date for after April or do you... in April? Okay, but we're not going to wait till April twenty twenty one to score these. There we are. No, we're going to wait till the end of. Uh, like, we're going to wait until the end of yeah. Game, so they, when they game announced the, ends is like the, the delay well, that like, the release well, will be. They, April. they won't get delayed because they haven't like given a given a date yet. But like I think they might. We'll set up. Or maybe saying, they might they... announce that it will come out. Yeah, that's April fine. Release. You're by, then you'll buy April 2021 so, so before think, the end of the year. So okay, you think yeah. they will announce a release date for yeah next, for next year and then at least April or until April or I don't know what you want to say there. I mean, I don't want to like, say, I don't want to like screw myself and say in April. So but, so the way you would be saying is like Dying Light Two will announce first quarter. A release that's date. first quarter, right? I would no, say first, second, second, first quarter ends quarter. March thirty first. Yeah. So I be so saying, second quarter. Dying Light Two second quarter twenty twenty one. Are you saying it could go beyond that? Or are you I'm saying it'll it? be in second quarter. Okay, you're saying it'll be within second quarter. Does anyone want to challenge that? No. I don't, I don't think I I feel like that was enough. pretty safe. And it's it's a realistic one, but they could also just not, not announce say, anything. Yeah, they could just and not say anything. And the prediction would be wrong, right? Right, and that's where the... No, they will. Comes you want to throw around another challenge, Zach? I'd rather You not. seem to be just tossing them out like... What do you mean? <laughs> coins to homeless people. I have one, two... I have two challenges. Yeah. Pat has four. Do I really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting mad at me? He challenged four things. I just you guys, like you guys are the one making stupid predictions. Just... But now now we're getting to the nitty gritty. So let's right. go, Pat. You got My two. Fourth, fourth and fifth prediction. So we'll go with four first, obviously. Do their fifth prediction first. <laughs> we get a Bethesda RPG teased. Whether that is Starfield, which most likely it will be Starfield, or Elder Scrolls, or Fallout we get a tease of a new entry in one of those. Get a new 
Bethesda RPG East output in parentheses like most likely Starfield, but Fallout, also could be Elder Scrolls or Starfield. Right, so it's just been so long since the Elder Scrolls teased. Uh, so that was my fourth one, right? Yes. I mean, no one said this yet, so let's just go. PS5 is four ninety nine, as is Series X. Series X will come out before PS5, but the PS5 will get announced first. Okay, so let me make this both next gen consoles. So the regular PS5 and the Series X are both four ninety nine. It's a regular next gen console. Yeah, I'm not saying like digital or whatever. I'm saying like the regular PS5 and the Series X are both four ninety nine. The PS5 will have its release date slash price announced first, but the Xbox Series X will come out first. Okay. I'm going to challenge that there will be a price difference between the two. Between the regular PS5 versus the Series X, right? Right, yeah. Like, okay. I'm also challenging the regular Because obviously there's going to be a price difference. No, 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 no yeah. I'm challenging. The, my challenge okay. will be that the regular consoles will have different price points. Okay, all right. Chance your fifth one? Um, I like this one. I think Nintendo... Well, now it's Game Boy Classic, how they did with all the other ones. Or like how they did the, the uh, Super Nintendo and NES? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to challenge that. If they did a mobile, that'd be so fucking Hat sweet. challenges, that just will not happen. You're saying it's going to be a physical Game Boy Color. Game Boy Classic device yeah. in store shelves this year. Not this year. I don't think he's saying this no. year. He's just saying it will announce. Like a, be like announced? There'll be an announcement that that yeah. will happen. If they announce it, it's going to be like within the next... 10 days it'll be in stores but either way i don't think they'll do either so yeah so chance's prediction is that nintendo will announce game boy classic console pat challenges that will not happen especially with covid i think after uh being dormant for so long we're finally going to get some information on wolf among us 2 now we're getting the information this year yeah it won't be coming out this year much as i want to challenge it i also want it to happen so i won't challenge it i'm also not going to challenge that Cool. For several reasons, one, I feel bad who challenged a bunch of Rick's predictions. And then I also have Kojima shows up to Game Awards, says nothing. <laughs> that would have been a fun He's one. He's going to be at the Game Awards. <laughs> but saying nothing. He doesn't show a... anything. or yeah, He's just right. there. Uh, my fifth prediction, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 will get a release date of, it's kind of hard to describe this, uh, within the quarters 2 and 3 of 2021. It's like the middle the first portion. half. No, because it'll it'll the span middle the half. middle half, the middle half, I guess. So second quarter begins April first, and then third quarter would begin June, April, May, June. No, so third quarter would begin July, and then fourth quarter would begin October first. Could be ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, so I between, thought it was September. So it would be between April first and September thirtieth. I'm gonna challenge it just because. Fuck you. Watch okay. Nintendo just not do another direct. Design. Right. <laughs> just crickets. <laughs> or watch it like them like probably with like March 1st be like Okay. So, I will keep track of these predictions and we will revisit them at the end of the year. Good luck everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want to do celebrity? Oh, celebrity prediction. <laughs> Oh yeah, which celebrity will show up at Game Okay, so uh, final prediction. Are we? What are the points for this prediction? There's no points. It's just for fun. Okay, celebrity bonus prediction for fun. Okay, who wants to go first? I will. John Hamm. Keanu Reeves. Fuck you. (laughs) God damn it. 
He's got to come accept his award. Dude, somebody else from the Matrix. Lawrence Fishburne. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Trinity. The actress? No, the actual character. <laughs> Chance. Celebrity bonus prediction for fun. Uh, Henry Cavill. Fucking Pat, man. Come on. You can't think of another celebrity. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant. James Gunn. Kevin Durant. Allie Larder. She alive? Um, that Probably one guy. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be. The guy who played Pippin. No, the guy who kicks the balls. Um, <laughs> Pele. No, no, him. Pele can't Pele walk. Can. <laughs> he can't walk um, anymore. That, well, yeah, he's... Yeah, Ronaldo. Green. You think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be there? <laughs> Hell no. No, he's telling you to think that Cristiano Ronaldo will be there. Uh, now I'm going to say Snoop Dogg. Why not? <laughs> All right, yeah, so I'll say Snoop Dogg. Rick said uh, John Hamm. Chance said Henry Cavill. I don't, I don't know. And then... <laughs> no. And Pat said Keanu Reeves. You bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Why did you say you're, you're breathtaking. <laughs> you are not. So, our final topic. After we bitched out Nintendo for not announcing anything, on September 3rd, they shadow dropped their Mario 35th Anniversary Direct. So, woohoo! Nintendo News! They listen to our podcast. So, we'll kind of go through everything they announced. So, first, we'll start off with Super Mario All-Stars. At time of recording, this was released. So, originally released in 1993 on the the SNES, Super Mario All-Stars will include the upgraded versions of Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, 3, and Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels. So this is, this is Nintendo Switch Online, or is this... I think this, this is the uh, SNES... Class. Uh, class the, yeah, the... The one that you have to subscribe to Nintendo yep. Switch Online to yes. get access to. Okay. Yeah. So they're not Challenge. selling this separately. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, this makes sense, of course. Why not? Yeah, yep. tomorrow. I'm excited. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 35. It's another Battle Royale game. Yeah, this is basically taking the exact, like... Online features of Tetris, Tetris 99, 99 and putting it into Mario, and then taking out like 62 players. Yeah, so it's time to welcome our favorite Italian plumber to the BR genre. You're going to compete on the same platforming level, and then yeah, so you're playing the original Super Mario Bros. Yes, and then every enemies... time you do beat an enemy, it goes to someone else's screen. Right, and then there are special items throughout the level that you can get, and then they will affect other players' boards in various ways. I guess it was and, only a matter of time before this was going to happen, a Battle Royale and for Mario. Can, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say this will be available until March 31st? Yeah, so this will be a di- yeah, this will be a digital-only game exclusive for Nintendo Switch Online members only, and it's active from October 1st of this year to March 31st of 2021. So what happened to Tetris 29, or Tetris 99? Did that it's still get on removed? There. No, it's still on there. It's on my Switch. I don't know why they're putting such a limit on this one, though. It makes no sense, but... Whatever. Oh, I know. Next year it'll be Mario 36. Ah. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Third thing they announced, uh, Game & Watch, Super Mario Bros. So this will be the new collectible device slash money grab. So inspired by the original Game & Watch systems that were first released in the 80s, Rick, you might be old enough to remember this. The Game & Watch came out in 1980. (laughs) I am not 40 years old, you fucking prick. He just means you remember from Super Smash because they have Game Mr. Gaming Watch. Oh yeah, he totally. Meant that. <laughs> oh come on, that was funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like, but it was also. We show up the next podcast. Getting pampers. Oh my god! I even put in here insert flashback. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was 1980. Ronald Reagan was just elected president. <laughs> the actor? <laughs> You're from the future. You should know that. <laughs> oh, man. It also doubles as a clock. All right. So this device will be able to play uh, Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros., The Lost Levels, and a special version of Ball with a Mario makeover. Uh, yes, like Rick said, it doubles as a clock. <laughs> just in case you don't have your phone on you and they and they also went on to say quote there are 35 little touches to discover of which i will discover none of them because i'm not going to get this uh but it releases on november 13th 2020 i know you're a fan of little touches oh my god <laughs> he got you back <laughs> all right uh does anyone want to talk about mario kart live home circuit where okay. i compose myself they're fucking wizards i, I mean, know this Holy works shit. the way this trailer trailer works me. yeah it's amazing so, so basically this is a you can buy two different uh rc cars one with mario one with luigi and then there's also a digital component to this it's like a game for switch so it's basically mario kart but you get these like ar track markers mm-hmm. that you can mark your own track like they showed you can make just a circle yeah. you can make weird shapes or whatever just to make a virtual track yep that you are racing physically your real rc cars on yep but each of the rc cars has a camera on it mm-hmm. and it is adding the actual uh mario yeah. kart overlay in the real world like augmented reality yeah and if this works like how i uh, expect it to work like how the trailer showed it we're insane if you have an item and you throw it at the other RC car and that RC car stops, well, that's what they said will happen. That's what they said will happen. I know. I'm I'm questioning if whether or not that's actually going to work because the amount of it's it's magic, is what it is. Right? Yeah. Because now you are having a virtual thing react to a real thing and then feeding the data back wirelessly to that real thing. To slow down or stop, yeah, based on what happened, and yeah. if that happens like within seconds, seconds, yeah, it's magic. Yeah, it's insane. Are you talking about if you threw an actual banana peel like onto the racetrack? <laughs> it would be like, oh fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. I know my brother, like, if I was playing this, like, say if I was a kid, I was playing this. My brothers, like, they would throw like bricks at my car. I would have no doubt. Because <laughs> sometimes older brothers just have to win. Right. So how does a mushroom work? Because mushrooms make you, you go just, faster than so, the normal speed. So, so, really so the physical die. cart will respond to boosts picked up in-game. Okay. So the so cart will move faster than like the current speed it would drive at. Here's where I see the problem. Because if the cart can move faster than it'll let you move normally, people are going to figure out a way to mod that and get a super, <laughs> super fast, fast car. So you can only be Mario and Luigi? They've only so they uh, they're gonna keep adding. They're gonna yeah, keep sure. adding. Like, they're gonna add all the characters. They've announced two carts. They've announced the Mario Kart and a Luigi Kart. And it's a hundred dollars each. A hundred dollars each. Uh, in the U.S. Uh, as far as like the items are concerned, though, it'll be interesting to see if they could have like the star, for example, because with the star, obviously in Mario Kart, you can dr- drive into other cars and like kind of knock them out. Well, you're not going to do that with a physical car because it won't react the same way as it would in the Maybe game. I'm sure if like you get in like the proximity, proximity yeah. Yeah. it'll just kind of stop the car for a bit. And yeah. then you have to that would suck if you just drive straight into it though, because like in, the star obviously makes you invincible so you could drive through that. I also wonder if they have like some sort of device that it, you can't just like do a head-on collision because I would totally do that. Uh, I wonder if they're going to limit this to like you can only have two real-life cars and the rest have to be virtual because I can't see this working well with... It like said five actual. They said they said up to four carts can race at a time. 
So you could have four v- physical carts racing. I can imagine, like, and you can see kids like out on the road, like making. I can imagine trails. like having actually like arena set up, like betting, maybe like betting like racetracks and stuff like that. That'd be Bro, sweet. underground racing with Mario Kart. Can yeah. you imagine? Like when I saw this trailer, I got super excited because this mm-hmm. is something. Like this is Nintendo going to like their toy company roots, right? And this is something I like. It's kind of like of. yeah, as I say, it's, it's like the childhood kid. dream to like race your own Mario Kart. Like. But like realistically, if I get this, because I'm not a like a Mario Kart super fan or anything, I would play this like a weekend, and mm-hmm. then I would probably never touch it again. <laughs> it's it's but, also tough too because you need to have like the space to be able to do this, and like does it work better on hardwood floor? Does it respond as well on carpet? What or, if you have a dog? If you have a dog, yeah, or uh, a child. Child. I mean, no, I know, I, I know, Rick. You said like you guys might have enough space the brewery to be able to set up your own track like on low like lay low times or whatever like you guys could easily do this um because you guys there's plenty of space in there but i i question the feasibility for like most people to do this just with the space given in their homes yeah so. but i mean this would definitely if i buy one of these it would definitely keep my nephew entertained every time he comes over oh yeah so you won't have to talk to him Pat nodded for all those <laughs> listeners out there. I also think, like, you look at it, like, it's cool to think about, but, like, setting up the track would be, like, ridiculous. You'd obviously have to put physical barriers because... You could have, like, inclines, declines. Yeah. Like, I mean, because you're going to have the gates up, so you're obviously going to put some sort of physical track so you understand where you're driving. Well, it comes but, like, with the markers because it needs yeah. to be able to read yeah. it. So, I wonder if you can add more markers. Like, how many markers can you have? A bunch of markers? I don't I don't remember how many markers that they showed and or said. I think I saw I saw up to four. I saw least. four as well. Yeah. But I'm sure there's least. something that, like, you put this one if there's a turn coming up. So, like, knows, like, if you're yeah, turning like you make little yeah, designs yeah. and such. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks... Crazy. It looks and dope. It's I, sweet. Like, honestly, I'm kind of happy that it comes out uh, in about a month and a half, so yeah. we can actually see see it work. Like, yeah, see it yeah. So it does release October 16th. So super short turnaround for something like this. Are you guys concerned about the price point at all? Uh, this seems like it has a lot of technology and development and R and D behind it for it to work. I am excited of the ramifications of this for AR with the Switch in the future. Like if this does well, they're going to keep expanding upon this. So. Right. Yeah, I'm totally excited. I think they picked a good franchise like to do it with like Mario Kart. Like everybody loves Mario Kart, so it's an easy sell as like a as like a I just hope game what, to what play. more they're gonna add to it. I'm sure they come out with add-ons like, hey, here's our track or whatever. Like you can I don't know, or, like you know something like they have a bunch of Lego stuff, right? Maybe they do some crossover with Lego. And yeah, add in like. Uh, next thing, they announced Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. So these both will come to Switch on February 21st of 2021. Super Mario 3D World, for those of you who don't know, originally released on the Wii U in 2013. Or no one bought it. Or no one bought it, right? Uh, and this will release on the Switch, and it will include Bowser's Fury, which Nintendo have yet to reveal exactly what this is. It's a brand new expansion, we know that, and we know there is rain. Yes. Because they showed, showed rain. rain. But that's all we got. Um, there is also the announcement that a Cat Mario and Cat Peach Amiibos will release alongside the game. So for those of you who are super into the Amiibos and stuff like Collectors. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard great things about this game. It's just it was, it was stuck on the, the Wii U. So it's nice that it's coming out. It's just weird that we'll talk about this later, but there's a game that has 3D in the title that is being launched separately from the 3D collection, which yes. they also announced. And speaking of, we'll just dive right into that, I guess. So, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So, so Smeedas. Smeedas, as we will now affectionately call it if you look at the No, acronym. nobody's going to call it that. SM3DAS, Smeedas, is how we are going to call it from now on, Rick. 
commit to it. Nope. <laughs> so Smetas, as we will now affectionately refer to it as, is I'm a. I'm just going to call it 3D All Stars. Okay, you know what? No, we try to have some fun. It rolls with it. off the tongue and actually gets to the point instead of schmegma or what? Smetas, <laughs> but you don't need to be this way. But fine, 3D All Stars will challenge. Oh my god, I get it. All right, god. 3D All Stars is a collection that will include the optimized versions of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, this will release on September 18th, 2020, so at time of recordings, two weeks away. Uh, 3D All-Stars will also feature an in-game music player with 175 tracks from the three games, so similarly to Super Smash Ultimate, you can play the songs kind of however you see fit, and the tracks can be played with the screen off. The games will have updated Joy-Con controls with Rumble, and players can use motion controls in Galaxy should they choose to. Uh, each but you game, don't have to. But you do not have to. Uh, each game will have higher resolution. So, for example, Super Mario Sunshine will be presented with an updated 16 to 9 aspect ratio. Is that the only one that's widescreen? That is the only one they said, for sure. And then games will have a limited physical release. So Rick has broken his never pre-order anything oath. No, no, no. Not only physical. Digital as well. Yeah. There's a digital kind of window as well. So physical t- physical release will have a limited run. And then the digital only or the digital Whether version you get it physically or digitally they will only sell this until march, march 31st 2021 or until stock runs out i guess because if it's a you run, yeah like. if you own the game after obviously if you buy it physically or digitally f- before that date you will still be able to play it you'll yeah. still be able to re-download it if you delete it if it's mm-hmm. digital you just won't be able to, to buy, buy it. it again yeah it's essentially putting the game in a vault like disney used right. to do so there is no clarification that has been given if the collection or any of the individual games will be available after this point. I would assume that it very well could. I mean, I don't know. No, they I could just vault it forever. They're doing this. It's, it's to maximize it's no, demand. Like it's no coincidence that March thirty first, twenty twenty one, is also the end of their fiscal quarter. <laughs> right. So yeah, <laughs> pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> so yeah, they're definitely doing this kind of just to bump up sales numbers, and I think. Another reason they're doing this is because this is a bare bones remaster. Like they're not, yeah, some like they're, one of these games is widescreen and like it's a slightly bumped up resolution, but they're not, I don't think there's going to be any quality of life improvements. Uh, you know, we would have preferred a remake instead of a remaster, like imagine 64 in the Odyssey engine. Right. Like that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's not what they're doing. And I think what's the new part, new thing in this collection, just the tracks yeah, the so to play the you can play the tracks at any point in time within the three games. So you could play Super Mario Sunshine tracks in Galaxy, for example. Um, Is I, I don't give. A that's shit like inconsequential. That. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Who's who's using their Switch as a music player? Yeah, like oh man, I'm gonna listen to <laughs> this entire Mario soundtrack. When, when, when they said that the it battery was, life is horrendous already. Yeah, like, I, mean, you... I mean, when they said that you could do that with the screen off, like with Super Smash, I was like, I didn't even use that for Super Smash. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, Just walking down the street like a boombox, <laughs> holding the switch up to your ear. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Rick, I know you pre-ordered it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I pre-ordered two. Pat pre-ordered two. Honestly, it's unlike unlike pre-ordering like a game that's in development. Right. It's something you know that's it's coming, coming out, out in two weeks. It is completed. It is ready to go. And also, right. we know what we're getting. Yeah. And then once, which is bare bones. At which this is point. bare bones. Yeah. Which I mean, the only reason I'm getting this is because. These games are limited to, like, obviously they're stuck on the systems they were released. Uh, Sunshine, you need a, a GameCube or a Wii. Uh-huh. Uh, did the Wii U have backwards compatibility? Either way, no one's getting a Wii U. 
Right. Uh, I know we had 64, our Super Mario 64, and you could... Yeah, everything had 64 until Wii U, and then Switch never got it yet, right? Yeah. And it's also great because it's uh, it's nice having these games portable. I've I've never played Super Mario Bros. Sunshine. Really? Yeah. I love Sunshine. I I really miss Mario 64, and Galaxy was was fun. Kind of like Odyssey, where it was like, okay... It is what it is, but it was fun. Yeah. Like Galaxy and Sunshine, I've never beaten fully. I've played, but like never beaten. I've heard great things about Galaxy, not so much Sunshine. But uh, what's surprising to me is Galaxy Two isn't on here. Yeah, why do they choose to leave that out? To make because us spend they know more they money can next, sell yeah. it for the, yeah, exactly. the 40th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Make us spend more money on it later. And so. The same thing with 3D World. Like you're, you could have put that with the All Stars. Like yeah, and that would have made this collection, especially because that is also it, a remaster, and it right. has the word 3D in the title. Right. So. Yeah, and you could have just made Bowser's Fury a separate downloadable content thing. Like, right. I, the only reason they're doing this separate is because they know people will buy. buy. It. We yeah, get exactly. milked. Yeah, and, and we are we are we are all about it. We're going to do that. Like this is this is one of those things where you know they're doing this. It's like, to you oh, and you're going to let you, them do okay. it. Yeah, it's brilliant strategy, especially the limiting the digital yeah, and physical. Absolutely, uh, they did the same with the original uh, All Stars that was released on we original we we mm-hmm. um, because that disc was limited, and then that became like a collector's item, and I think that still tr- like sells on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is definitely going to be a collector's item. So if you can get your hands on multiple, do that. I'm going to leave one in shrink wrap for like my grandkids. <laughs> and I'll be like, go buy yourself a space car <laughs> or the new Bioshock. Because <laughs> that's how long it's going to take for them to get a Bioshock. <laughs> come, come, on. Buy bio- come on. Go buy GTA 5. You've really shoehorned this Bioshock reference in here. I forgot <laughs> I was supposed to do it until just now. But yeah, t- come on, 2K. Get another Bioshock out there. Trade this in for GTA 6 on your PlayStation <laughs> 9. <laughs> At this rate, that's what it'll be like. Ooh, no, never mind. It's GTA 5 still. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and Skyrim and <laughs> Witcher 3. <laughs> Red Dead 2. Yeah. So that was all the news we got from the 35th anniversary Shadow Dropped Mario Direct. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on the Mario Direct. I thought it was cool to see... A lot of the stuff. I'd say they've been they've been humming about it for a while. Yeah, you knew it was coming. It was yeah. just nice to actually see it. We we heard the rumors. I think the rumors originally mentioned 3D World. It wasn't Galaxy, right? Yeah, because it was like a previous podcast we talked about. It was we knew, we thought it was Sunshine and 64, 64 but then we I thought think 3D the World. last one was 3D World, not Galaxy. Yeah, which would have made more sense. Right. But then they're like, here's Galaxy One, but not two. Right. I don't know. It's weird. It is what it is with Nintendo. Um, Does this also mean we won't get the N64 classic on Nintendo Switch Online? Honestly, I think that probably put the nail on that coffin. Uh, But they are probably going to try their best to monopolize. Maybe do like a Zelda one with Ocarina and Majora's. The 35th anniversary of Zelda's next year. Yep. I'd say it's a matter of time. In February, in fact. And Metroid has to be coming up soon, too. That was restarted development? I, don't know. I believe it. Uh, the... Metroid was either 86 or 87. Oh, yeah. You're not talking about Prime 4. You're talking no, about I'm just talking about... Because yeah, yeah. if they... If they we get a good enough reception on this, they're going to milk us as much Which, as they can. I mean, I will gladly pay $60 for uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and what else would they put in there? Wind Waker, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably Wind Waker. And then Skyward Sword is going to be a separate release. Because oh, Twilight Princess. 
Twilight Princess is probably going to be a separate release because they can. Yep. <laughs> but, and you'll yeah. fucking buy it. And I, honestly, Nintendo, I am ready to get milked. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's, that it's, sounds gross. It probably smells gross, but I'm ready. Whoa. <laughs> this is definitely giving me a reason to turn my Switch back on this yeah. year. Because like, I've played Paper Mario, and that's, that's it this year. Uh, I'm not a big Animal Crossing person, so yeah. This this is gonna be my only. This is my second game to play on my Switch this year. So, yeah. I mean, Chance, you've been kind of quiet. And this tickle your fancy. Are you ready to get milked? No, <laughs> no. He's all dry. I mean, that's everything we got from the Mario uh, Direct. That's our show this week. So, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us every other Monday on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Why don't you give us your predictions for the rest of 2020 at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TugPod and on Instagram at TUG underscore POD. Uh, and then we also have our Facebook page as well, which is just the Untitled Gaming Podcast. And then we also ask that you guys subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for every other Wrap it up. All right. Favorite gardening equipment. Ooh. It's got to be a hoe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fucking well, hoe. That's, <laughs> that's the joke. I don't you know. can have your hoe. I take my hoes. <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get okay. it. Cat in the hat over here. Call him the feline in the hat wear. All right. Show him some goddamn respect.